What I really want to do is be a representative of my race, of the human race. I have a chance to show how kind we can be, how intelligent and generous we can be. I have a chance to, to teach and, and to love and to laugh and I know that when I finished. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Please go down to paypal.me slash the Lucky Dog Podcast to donate. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Today, we are discussing Homecoming, a film by Beyonce, written, directed, produced by the star Beyonce. I got to tell you, this is an an amazing feature. Um, Beyonce has released a documentary slash behind-the-scenes look at her 2018 um, debut as the first uh, African-American woman to headline Coachella. And this puts you in the front row. I'm telling you, you're going to want to find the biggest, loudest, best real estate, best sound system to listen and watch this. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. You see um, bits and pieces of behind the scenes, um, behind of uh, the performances and the orchestra and the band, me- the band members, um, the dancers, the backup uh, individuals and everyone on the sidelines. Um, it's not like an in-depth back behind the scenes type thing. It's more like clips. But overall, the the film is um, amazingly shot. It is two hours and about 15 minutes. So it does have some length to it. So uh, with saying that, if you're a Beyonce fan, you're going to say, give me all the Beyonce, Beyonce you know, I can get. Um, the non-Beyonce fan, if there is such a thing, um, or the person that is just, you know, a little more tempered on uh, Beyonce's music and not as big of a fan, might find it a tad long. Although, myself, um, I kind of watched it in two different spurts. I watched it in like hour one, hour two, and I, I found it very enjoyable. I thought that any time that it started to feel like a little bit long as a performance, that um, she kind of changed the shift in um, tone and, and direction um, of each performance. I thought that each it, the 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 actual film crosses over between two different uh, weekends, and um, Beyonce has the editors kind of cross edit the uh, the songs between those two weekends, and that means you're getting two different outfits. Uh, uh, each time what there's one first weekend i guess is the yellow outfit and everyone in in her orchestra um and band is in yellow and then the second weekend must have been in pink and it's really cool to see how she uses different camera work and editing skills uh editing techniques to make each song individually unique um i hmm let me see anything else that I can talk about um, visually, technically. It, it, it's amazing to see her um, perform. I've never really sat down and watched a, a complete performance from her. Like a, a, I've seen clips and stuff of her performing, but it was it was uh, it was amazing to see her dedication as a performer to to, to the stardom. And she definitely has uh, roots within the community. She's she's using her platform to. Um, instead of 
adopting the co- the quote unquote Coachella theme, you know, the the flower head dress girl to quote unquote look. She's definitely taking the more um um I would say the the black excellence route and in showing and demonstrating people of um uh, black culture and showing black excellence via um you know the orchestra the dancers the backup dancers and we get a little bit of behind the scenes um from one or two of those uh, orchestra members and dancers and um honestly there's way too many in there to go through all of them and um have them each say something but they all get a pretty decent real estate time i would say with the exception of maybe people in the back um but even though I think that this is as big of a documentary for um, Beyonce and her homecoming as it is for the performers, as just as much as it is for the fans, it's for a documentary kind of for everyone to kind of look back on this. Uh, I would say it's a, a magnificent achievement to have someone of this stardom, um, you know, perform at Coachella. And uh, I mean, we talk about superstars that come in our life. Um, ever so often, I mean, there's maybe maybe ten off the top of our head if we could pick in the world. And Beyonce is undoubtedly that person is one of those people that when she walks in a room, when she walks in a, a building, when she walks in a city, the 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 city is hers. I mean, the the world stops when Beyonce walks walks in, and this. Homecoming movie truly is an example of why she's uh, she's a superstar. Um, so let me see if there's anything um, negative I could say about it. If I don't, I don't want to, you know, upset the the beehive or anybody like that, you know, because I know Beyonce has some pretty hardcore fans. But um, overall, I thought it was a magnificent feature. It looks great, sounds great. I love the choreography, the dancing. You see a lot of the behind-the-scenes type stuff of how much work it took to get her to go to uh, to get to this position of uh, um, coming back after having you know kids and uh, you know having you know stuff going on in her personal life. This is her coming back. This is her homecoming, and so I think overall the movie does. Uh, the the docu concert movie does a great job showing um, showing all of those core components and showing her dedication and uh, attention to detail. I think that's one thing that's extremely important that's kind of understated in a lot of concerts is how many uh, or how much detail is put into the actual foundation and creation of a concert and it it really shows that she 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 is responsible for every square inch that happens on that concert stage and it is it's phenomenal i i, I believe it was one stage with two side stages projected so it technically looked like three stages because they had two massive screens projecting it and so it it was uh, it was it was amazing um you know, like I said, I, I, what? How much better can I say that she's she's one of the best dancers, best performers in the world, um, uh, as a as a documentary, as a as a film. Um, I think it it does some of the best work. Um, I just saw Travis Scott in person 
um, at, at in Charlotte, and I enjoyed his performance and everything from you know sound stage and you know that type of stuff, um, the technicals of it, and he even put a roller coaster in the uh, the arena while he was performing. It was like a mini roller coaster while he was going. Uh, look, Google it or something like that. Um, but I mean, Travis Scott does not have you know these these moves like uh, Beyonce has or anything. I'm not expecting him to be popping and locking whatever he's whatever like she's doing, but um. But from like the uh, the choreography, from the technicals, the how many people that you have to line up in the background behind you, Travis Scott performed completely on his own, and uh, it was uh, it, it's quite magnificent to see Beyonce, contr- you know, have control of the entire stage and the entire crowd, the, you know, everybody. Um, let me see if anything else I can talk about. Uh, any reason why you wouldn't want to watch this? Um, I can't think of reasons why you wouldn't want to watch this. I mean, if you're listening to this right now, then you're probably interested in Beyonce or hip-hop at least. Um, if you're wondering if you, you just got tons of things you got to do. Um, it's a great it's a great uh, concert to have kind of on in the background of doing something. Maybe if you had a bunch of people over, this is a great concert to, uh, you know, have people um, – over in the background, you know, having a little house party or something like that, hors d'oeuvres, or invite everybody over to watch it. I think it's good on both levels. It might have you up dancing by the end, depending on the kind of sound system you have. Um, but it, it it's a lot of fun. I think that Netflix did a hell of a job uh, picking this documentary up. I, I heard that they probably, I'm going to estimate that they didn't release the price tag, how much they paid, but apparently they paid like 60 million for the Dave Chappelle um, special. So I want to say that they probably paid um, paid them anywhere from you know 80 to 100 million for this um, for this. And I absolutely think that it's going to be reflective in the viewership. I think you know Beyonce having this is a sh- on Netflix is a strong powerhouse performance and a strong uh, indicator for people to come uh, sign up for Netflix. I think it's it's very successful with doing that. Um, let me see if there's anything else. Um, I, I I forgot that they had said Baychella. I think that was the worst thing. Uh, uh, DJ Khaled uh, screams over the microphone. This is now Baychella, and I was like, eh, this is this is a little weak. <laughs> but I don't know. If y'all like it, don't let me, you know. Don't don't come after me. I was just thinking that there, you know, Baychella or something like that. I don't know. I I think there was just different ways we could have worked a Beyonce into her um into the Coachella name. Um. So what else do we need to do? Um, um, let's see. Okay, so yeah, apparently HBO tried to get this. Um, tried to get this as well. That they decided not to not to buy it. Um, I think they fucked up, honestly. So let's see the Beehive. Beyonce. Okay, so Beyonce released an album that went along with uh, the music to this. Um, I guess it's released on you know iTunes and Spotify and all the whatever um, apps, the music apps. Um, called it's called Homecoming, uh, the live performance or something like that. And uh, yeah, I, hell, a lot of the music I, you know, the majority of the music I recognized. A lot of it was her top performances. I think one of my favorites was uh, uh, of her performances was. Uh, 
Drunken Love and uh, one of her last songs as well. I can't remember exactly which one. Um, uh, I'll find it in a minute. But anyways, um, let me see if I can find that again. Baychella? <laughs> All right, so um, let me see. Crazy in Love obviously was amazing. Uh, let me see. Top Off, one of my, well, that was a great one. Um, she had these things called bugaboos, and these were uh, her backup dancers, the male backup dancers, and I thought they were kind of funny adding this kind of like little um, comedy skit in between it. And in between the songs, cute, it was kind of just like a bunch of, uh, it, it, in between the songs, there was. Uh, extreme female empowerment. And so if you were, you know, watching this, you probably felt, you know, empowered as a female. I mean, the majority of the performances were very, are very female centric and, um, you know, female empowering. And, um, hell, I, I enjoy it. And I think that's probably one of the reasons she's so successful. Um, let me see anything else. Um, she played some old school songs. Um, I, I'm gonna go into. Let's go to. Uh, what's it called? Uh, spoilers. Spoiler section for the Beyonce Homecoming movie coming up right now. If you want spoilers, then uh, stay. Okay, so. Um, so Jay Z was a big contention in the. Uh, well, he actually he wasn't really a contention in the movie, but he was so vaguely uh skimmed over it was almost as if he was such a side option that it didn't he was this documentary was uninterested in Beyonce's relationship with Jay-Z and I honestly was expecting to have just a tad bit more um the majority of shots that we get on him are like very quick shots of his face kind of watching, you know, her perform, get, you know, um, get ready in the practice uh, dance rehearsal rooms. And I felt like we didn't get too much of their relationship. And I, that was one thing I would say that I was a little lacking within the documentary. Um, it should. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I extremely enjoyed the Jay-Z, Beyonce um, duo, and I really enjoyed the Destiny Child's, uh, the Destiny's Child um, reunion. Um, I thought that, you know, having her old, her old, um, uh, what's it called? Her old Destiny Child members join her back up on stage. It, uh, I don't know, it's just some... Something about like the rounding of um, you know time and how things work. It feels nice to put a cap on things, and I feel like Destiny's Child is kind of it. Kind of just went it fluttered out of the gate, and or not out of the gate, but it fluttered after they kind of left. You know, they they broke up, and Beyonce kind of did her own thing and became a super pop star. But it, I personally never really understood. Um, why you know I, I guess naturally some one of them's going to be more popular than the other, but um, I didn't know if they were on good terms or not. But thankfully, I would assume after watching this, after all of this, that they are all on good terms. And my goodness, they are all in great shape. Goodness, beautiful women. I would say that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty sure that that was um, 
that was the Destiny Child's member. Yeah, it was Kelly Rowland and um, Michelle Williams. And my goodness, amazing performers. Um, I would say that I, I could probably tell that they weren't. They were doing a little bit of lip syncing on the um, the Say My Name song, but um, I'm not going to complain about all that. I thought it was a better performance than you know we even deserved. And so with saying all that... Um, to yourself first. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I think that's about it. It's the Baychella homecoming Netflix movie. I think we did it. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Check us out at the Lucky Dog Podcast at Um, I think that's about it. Thank you for listening. Ladies.